Hey, what's up, GW? It is Between the Bars with Michael Martineau. And I'm Colin Stackpool. We are back from a hiatus. My uh, little brother had a little uh, little, little trip to the, the hospital poo. A little, 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 little hossy poo. Um, he, uh, he has epileptic seizures. And uh, sometimes they land him in the hospital. So that's fun. Uh, that's not good. We're back. Yeah, it's pfft. he's just like a nerd. He can't handle yeah. reality, so he just reboots. How's he doing now? He's doing he's doing well now. It's all right. Is yeah. is back from the hospital? Yes, yes, yeah. and he um he actually was uh, quarantined because some kid in his class had COVID, so he's uh, was in quarantine. He tested negative, but he's he's done with quarantine tomorrow, so he's going like back to school in person. So he's happy about Oh, that. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, Good. he gets to go to school in person. Yeah. Not, we have, uh, not everybody. Uh, yeah, we're very rural area. So we, we have like maybe one one or two cases a week popping up. Not like in the district, like not in the, not among the kids, but just like in the, in our community. In total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's probably, I mean, that's probably going to change and like the, they're preparing for that to change. Anyway, for it to go up or yeah, let's yeah, get like, it. Let's get like, into the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to. I, I've been binging Netflix as one does, and um, uh, I discovered um, by uh, it was Vaughn's suggestion, uh, who we had on the show before, the Get Down, which is this. Uh, I it, it almost reads like a rock opera, almost about um, kind of the birth of hip hop in the South Bronx and it, um, it has, uh, you know, has Jaden Smith as, uh, MC. D- maybe don't, maybe don't lead with it has, uh, Jaden Smith. No, it's actually, um, a really good performance by Jaden Smith. Really? It is okay. Really, it is really good. Yeah. And it's a young Jaden Smith too. Like he, like he plays a kid. I think it's just from like 2019, but he plays a kid. And, um, yeah, it explores, like, like these kids kind of navigating through. Uh, it takes place in 1977. So, if you know anything about 77, um, the South Bronx was probably at its worst, experiencing urban decay. Um, landlords were literally, like, burning buildings down to make money because they would have made more money mm. off of that than off of, like, the rent. Um, Why is that? Just housing price, like housing prices, were so. Uh, yeah, there was just a, were so yeah, low. There was no investment in the South Bronx. No jobs. There was like a brain drain, um, and it was kind of orchestrated by the uh, the fiscal control committee, like Rockefeller and stuff, like those dudes. Yeah. Um. They kind of just choked out the the South Bronx a bit, and it, it was pretty bad. Like it. Um, I, it looked like, like, Raqqa. It's like, it looked like a war zone, and uh, you know the show captures that. And right away, um, the the main character, uh, books, MC books, his uh, his parents are killed. Boom, shot, bang bang. And Gang right, violence. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
and uh, and he writes like a poem about it. He writes poems, <laughs> and that's kind of what he does. He uh, he has a he has like a girlfriend, kind of Mylene. She likes disco music. They sing, and he plays piano, and she sings at her dad's church. Um, <clears throat> and the show's just really great. It explores like a lot of the the roots of I mean not not just black culture in general, but like black and Latina culture today, a lot of it. Um it explores Jaden Smith's character is kind of the um he's like a vessel for exploring like queer culture and kind of like he goes to like this like drag show thing and is like like he kisses a dude and a girl at the same time and does like LSD. Like it's it's cool. Very experimental. About the seventies, you know. Yeah. You know what they say? They say the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also it because like he's he's like kind of doesn't fit in, and he's like a very like new like new new left kind of guy. Like he's just very like he has, his persona as a he's a graffiti artist is Rumi, who is an alien with a top hat. He just he just like feels like he's an alien. Hmm. And uh, probably because he's gay, and uh, and um, so it explores like intellectualism with him and with books, writing his poems, and uh, he gets like an internship in the World Trade Center while he's doing these raps um, in in you know very impoverished communities. Does uh does the show focus around um, one character? or is it sort of a collection of, uh, of main characters that's a good question so it focus the books is the main character yeah he's, yeah he's definitely the main character the poet. A, yeah yeah the the wordsmith so there's a the, this group is five they're the get down brothers the the dj is shallon fantastic um books writes the rhymes he's the wordsmith there's dizzy d rah rah and uh, I guess Rumi. I don't know. I don't. I forget. I forget if he has a different rap name, but like Rumi. And um, I feel like his name is like two words too, like Rah Rah. And I don't know. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Sounds like a cool show. Some, like, yeah, and there's some like little nuggets in there that I like too. Like uh, not like nuggets like last week but uh oh no that was cookies um, <laughs> but um the like when they're battling other groups like one of them has an echoplex and they're like amazed by this echoplex like oh my god what is that which um was like a big thing that like what, what is an echoplex an echoplex is a machine that it's kind of hard to explain it 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 was like a tape machine that would okay. like, but like the tape was like a second long or something in it so if you were like rapping it would it was like a like an echo literally like uh, uh, i see i see it was it was really cool rock and roll people used it in the late 60s and early 70s and i guess it, like it just made its way into kids hands you know, through like consignment shops and stuff by the mid to late 70s 
Yeah, yeah, it's cool how uh, different uh, how different technologies could be uh, cre- created for for one brand of music and marketed towards one brand of music at uh, at a certain time, and uh, and the beauty like that's the beauty of music is you could be creative and apply a certain new technology to uh, to a new type of music, like um, you know the. Um, People, I can't remember the name of the instrument, but where depending on how close your hand is to uh, to a piece of to the piece of metal, what's the name of that instrument? Uh, theremin. A theremin. There you go. Like that's a really new. Um, like it's a new. It's a new modern instrument that allows uh, that allows the musician to create really cool, uh, really cool, really cool sounds that have never been heard before, just because. It's a new, completely new invention. So love to see uh, innovation in music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, and um, yeah, it's just a, another thing I like about the show is it explores like kind of like like kung fu and and comic book culture in hmm. culture because like I guess I guess you don't. Know, think about that like normally you think of like like it gets pretty like whitewashed like kung fu movies and, and comic books like all the all the all the 80s movie with comic book nerds like they're always shown as like white kids with like what are those things that, that hold your pants up that go over your shoulder um uh, suspenders yeah like white kids with suspenders yeah yeah movie. yeah like but um no, I mean it played a very important part, obviously, in a lot of for a lot of black kids. So, yeah, comic book community is uh, open open to everybody. So a lot of the so, drug dealers do like kung fu and stuff, and it's funny. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Grandmaster Flash, who's a who's actually a real musician, whose music we're playing today. Um, he's their mentor. It's like a young Grandmaster Flash. Um, and, uh, they, he passes down a lot of, he calls Shaolin fantastic, like grasshopper. And they like, he passes on a lot of like Kung Fu movie wisdom. It's, it's really, I see, I see. It's got that, uh, it's got that, uh, Kung Fu, got that Kung Fu, uh, mentor, mentorship theme in the show. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's just really like comprehensive like it, it covers so much of the culture of south bronx in 1970s and i mean i mean not 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 just the culture that was contained within the bronx at that time but like what what you would have found in the bronx that's like you could see you know what today has its roots in that <laughs> and because it makes commentary on the music industry, it makes commentary on, you know, the government in New York City. Um, it makes makes commentary on, well, obviously, like the development of rap, the death of disco, disco, um, you know, religion, kind of nerd culture, and yeah. black community. It's really cool. It's just such a good show, and it got canceled after its second season. So it actually it ends with, uh. uh Maybe I shouldn't spoil it. I was about to spoil yeah, it. Don't spoil it. Don't yeah. spoil <laughs> it. Who was a uh, mayor of New York in the seventies? 
Um, <laughs> at, the be- at the beginning of the show, it's I forget his name, but actually part of the show is the uh, election for Ed Koch. Right, Ed Koch. Ed Koch. Yeah, he was he was mayor for like ten years, maybe, and then he was a congressman for a while. He's the one who said, um, "If you agree with me on nine out of twelve issues, vote for me, and if you agree with me on twelve out of twelve issues, see a psychiatrist." <laughs> yeah, he was that. He was like a. He was a wise guy. Um, never married, never had kids. So of course, at that time, a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's gay." Hmm. The world may never know. World may never know. Mayor for twelve years. Yeah, something like that. Democrat. Yeah. Uh, I uh. New York has had a lot of has had a lot of cool mayors. It's a, it's a good city to uh, to be a mayor of. It it has had exactly zero cool mayors. I disagree emphatically. What? Come on! You think uh, Rudy Giuliani is uh, is an upstanding citizen? I think Rudy Giuliani is more like South Park's caricature of him than South Park's caricature of him is like South Park's caricature of him. I think that makes sense. Yeah, like he is such an absurd human being. Like you could just he really him. is. You could place him in South Park, and it would fit better than what they created. <laughs> I'm really I can't believe that he honestly exists as a person like how he he is in my mind he is more of an anomaly than Trump is no that's true because he's like educated he has he has like a he's he's a lawyer yeah and he, he he showed his face in Williamsport Pennsylvania the other day and the judge had to inform him the definition of the word opaque Wow, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, he's yeah. So this is uh this is the the course registration edition of the episode. Uh, what uh we we were talking about it a little bit before we got started. Um, what uh what classes are you taking? What have you? Studied? I uh, I actually really like my classes. Hmm. Um, I'm taking multivariable calculus. Uh. Monday and Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. So that's going to suck. I like that. I don't think that you took it at 8 a.m. Math isn't meant to be taken that early. It isn't. But there's only two sections. And uh, apparently the other te- the other professor that was during the afternoon is no good. And this professor only has one section in the morning. So that's that. Are you taking a multivariable calc, Mike? No, I don't have no. to. Okay. Yeah. There's just no reason. I don't. I don't really have um, electives with because I'm doing the bachelor of science. Yeah. And plus, like language proficiency, you just you don't really I, get electives at Elliot. I get you. I'm only taking it because I have to take it because I'm doing BS yeah. and econ. That's but uh, yeah, I did. I, you know, I did Calc BC in high school, so I I think I got my fill. I enjoyed it. I I, I like calculus. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm hoping it's fun. Last, or last year I took linear algebra and I hated it. So hopefully uh, Calc is more. Because uh, uh, I like Calc in high school, so hopefully I like it more here. And then uh, I'm taking a history class with uh, Alexander Clemens, who we haven't had on the show yet, but he was our roommate from last and year. And we won't. We won't? No? <laughs> you don't think he should be on the show? No Republicans. 
No Republicans? Is that the rule? No. Well, this is a music and politics show. And what if we get him? What if we uh, just like get him to admit uh, to be an independent just for the show? And we get it set in stone. No. We could record him saying he that he's. He wouldn't understand. Like, he doesn't, like, understand. He comes from the party that plays Rage Against the Machine when they're protesting an election. Yeah. <laughs> they're, the part- they're the party in power and they want to stay in power. They're waving, um, like, a Blue Lives Matter flag. They I don't, don't know if They don't s- understand music. There's something wrong in their brain that they cannot understand music. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You know, um,. I should have brought this up uh, earlier, but I don't, actually, I don't know if I could have because we didn't do an episode last week. But when uh, when I went to uh, Black Lives Matter Plaza after uh, they announced Biden had uh, had won the presidency, they were playing uh, some nice DC Go Go music and uh, at Black Lives Matter Plaza, and, uh, and I recognized. I was like, "Hey, we did uh, we did an episode on this." Yeah, I like Go Go. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of which, you know, GoGo really. Uh, you can. Um, GoGo did didn't that Apple didn't really, and I don't mean this like pejoratively, but that Apple didn't really fall uh, too far from the tree from like South Bronx. Yeah. That, that no, you up. can. Um, because a lot of that was you know what they so what they would do with the records, and and I should have mentioned this. This is a big part of the show, is they would take disco records, right? And, you know, because, like, popular music is always, like, very formulaic. So, always, in a disco record, there's something called the get-down. It was, like, kind of like a drum fill. And they would take the drum fill, and they would have two records with a crayon. They would mark where the drum fill is. And on one record, they would play the drum fill. The other record, they would line it up, switch back and forth, and do that, like, for, like, an hour. And then, you know, they would mess, you know, they would do it. Add in, you know, some some flair here and there, you know, some scratches. Yeah. Add in. It's the uh, they do the uh, uh, the backspin technique invented by uh, Grandmaster Flash. That was invented by Grandmaster Flash. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, so they would do that, and um, and then obviously rap over it, and and this was they, they, like you know at this point they weren't using like the drum machines and stuff, so that that's part of why at, and and they make point of this in the show is part of why it wasn't commercial um until the very late 70s was because they were only using copyrighted disco records and it was very uh, uh-huh. but these disco records especially coming out of the south bronx just because of the audience who's listening to them uh had a lot of latin influences and a lot of these people had a lot of latin influences i think um i i, I I'm pretty sure DJ Cool Herc, uh, Grandmaster Flash, and like most of the original guys were like mixed. Um, so you kind of have that like Latin percussion a little bit, a little bit yeah. this, and a lot of call and response. And that's, I mean, that's very much what, what GoGo remains to be today. Uh, there's kind of an intersection. Like, I don't think GoGo happened like, in, like directly after hip hop came out of the South Bronx. I, I, but they definitely they definitely parody each other with uh-huh. uh, like uh, and I'm and I'm sure um, GoGo was influenced by uh, by this uh, early uh, disco coming out of the Bronx and this music coming out of the Bronx was influenced by GoGo. It was if they were come like they were people that like the uh, 
like the young senators and all these guys were they were alive at the same time and listening to the same stuff and they were all and it's cool to see how um you know in dc when uh they took all this information that was that was being presented to them all these new uh new technologies and music and what in dc what they came up with was go-go music whereas uh in the bronx they uh put out this uh this new you know started djing in this early rap so it's a nice uh it's cool to see how different regions uh develop their own their own style and music mm-hmm. definitely yeah um well so i think got, this you is got, you got multivariate calculus what a <laughs> multivariable calculus Go yeah on. i i never uh we never elicited an answer full answer out of each other there yeah got it got a little off topic but uh but also yeah, off topic it was it was weird how we it, it. it was a weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, then I'm taking the history class with Clemens. Then I'm taking yeah, so a, what, what, what history is it? Oh, it's uh, it, the modern American presidency. So I, know, I'm not, I remember him talking about that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not too excited for it. Just uh, the only history class that fits in my schedule, and yeah. uh, I needed it to I'm, fulfill a requirement. I'm sure you'll get a uh, a uh, um, what is it? Uh, you know, uh, what ab- not not absolute executive i forget what it's called what what, is, what was the unitary what, executive yeah, theory unitary, you're talking I'm about sure, that yeah I'm sure you'll get a unitary executive theory yeah um, debate going with alex yeah sure we will yeah and then and then uh i'm taking a philosophy class intro to logic a uh an english class good uh, uh that i needed to fulfill english my wid yeah Ooh. I know. I, I I never thought I would be the type of person to take an English class in college, but earlier this weekend, I just decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm taking an English class, uh, and I found one that I liked. I'm taking it. I feel like my writing could. I feel like it's going to help my writing. You know, take a formal writing class for fun. So is it a wid? Oh, yeah, it is a wid. Oh, you're gonna yeah. hate it. You're gonna hate it. I know I am, but I I mean I have to get it out of the way. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do a wid. Have you done uh, have you done your wids yet, Mike? I have not. I since we're online this semester, I'm do I'm doing thirty six credits this year, which is like the max you can do, obviously. Jesus. Um yeah, so I did I did eighteen this semester. I'm doing eighteen. Yeah. And uh and I did I did six over the summer. I took two summer classes. There's literally I mean, there's nothing else for me to do and it's where I couldn't reasonably on campus, I can reasonably take six classes online. So yeah. I'm just like chugging through my requirements so I can, yeah. um, so I can uh, kind of like I want to st- study abroad next semester. So like that, I could, that can be like nice and easy, and I can just take, like, get rid of my language requirements. Take whatever you want, yeah, yeah. and really do nothing, nothing else. But like, that'll be cool. Where you want to uh, study abroad? Um, either uh, the Royal Holloway in England or, um, some some place in uh, Sevilla, Spain. Cool. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. Royal Hallway is like a reach because that's uh, it's a little more competitive, you know. But I, so what is I've never heard of it before. What is uh, uh it's uh, it's University of London. It's uh it's their um it's a, like it's a public school, but it's like the like one of the best public schools in uh in the UK. Um 
and they have a they have a pretty robust like international relations program. Um, cool. And it's it's like just outside of London. Um, I want to say like maybe Exeter. I don't really know. Um, but it, it's I mean it looks like one of those old like old like English colleges. Like it's just like oh yeah, that's a like cool rectangle. <laughs> nice big yeah. old brick building, big old yeah. brick rectangle. That's like neo. Well, I mean, it's it's academic architecture, like kind of neo-gothic weird weirdness. Yeah. Um, you've seen you've seen picture, pictures of a uh, of Thurston, right? And the new the new Thurston, what they're turning it into. I saw the. I, I mean, I haven't seen what it looks like now, but I've seen the renderings. I feel like. But it's the not, rendering. I feel like it's not going to look like that when they're done it's, with it. It's pretty like crazy modern style. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, LeBlanc has got his heart set on something big. That is a vain man, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm just every day I'm prouder and prouder of uh, my little brother for knocking his dinner out of his hand at a parents' weekend last year. <laughs> uh, he did that. True story. Wow. Um, we were. It, it was parents' weekend, like that. Like I think that Friday evening, where they had the tent set up in New Yard, and uh, we were just waiting to get in to get dinner with my family. And uh, my brother's is, you know, I, I think maybe you, you may have ascertained from the beginning of this show, dear listener, um, he was disabled and very wobbly. And uh, LeBlanc came up to us. He was kind of talking to people when he came up to us. And Griffin just like stumbled because he was hot and just totally knocked his shit out of his hand and like got it on him. <laughs> Good for Griffin. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. I wish I could have been the one. Mm-hmm. Just so you, kidding. So let's see. Let, let's let's count up because we're 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 having we're having a lot of trouble getting through this. Uh, you have your English class. Oh, my English class. <laughs> yeah. You have, you have history. Uh, I got one more. I got one. I have philosophy, and then I philosophy. got uh, labor economics. Labor. Ooh, that seems like a good class. I, I um. Yeah. I wonder if that's uh, if that's something I can take for my. I changed my okay, concentration, so okay. I'm taking I'm taking uh, Spanish next semester. The the last Spanish I need um, before I can go abroad and just like get my profi- like be proficient after yeah. that. Um, uh, economic development. Uh, okay. International law. Gender conflict and security. International relations in sub-Saharan Africa, and geospatial statistics. Yes. Yeah, see if you could take uh, labor economics. The professor that it's with, Donald Parsons. For all of our uh, listeners who are econ majors, take Donald Parsons. He's a great professor. Really uh, smart guy. Funny. Um, every class or every couple classes, uh, he likes to read poetry, which is cool because sometimes in economics, I get so bogged down in numbers and theory, and sometimes it's nice to read a little poetry in your econ class. So highly recommend uh, great professor Donald Parsons, anybody, any of our uh, economics listeners. Oh, uh, I can't take labor economics. Oh, oh I'm so sad. So I have to take I have to take yeah. economic development for I'm doing the 
development concentration now in yeah. environmental studies. Um, and you could, you have to take economic development and then use like, there's no other econ classes. Yeah. Sucks. Actually, no, it doesn't. I hate econ. What am I saying? Anyway, um, let's not get bogged down. Bogged down. You know, I think this might have might have been the longest we've gone without uh, actually playing any music for our listeners. So, uh, I th- I think we should play them uh, some Grandmaster Flash and let them listen to uh, let them listen to some of the backspin technique and uh, see what they think. Yeah, we'll do a. Lo- we'll, I'll tell you what. We'll do a long break for you here. We got. Um, I think it's. I think it's the first actually single he put out uh super rapid and it's it's 12 minutes long uh but it's from 1979 um so have some fun enjoy It was a party night, everybody was breaking, the highs was screaming and the bass was shaking and it won't be long till everybody knowing that flash was on the beat boss going that flash was on the beat boss going that flash was on the beat boss going and 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 shanana Italian Caucasian Japanese Spanish Indian Negro B and the bees And the young ladies introducing the crew, you gotta see to believe. We're one, two, three, four, five MCs. MCs. I'm Belly Bell and I'm rocking so well. And I'm Mr. Ness because I rock the best. I'm Raheem in all the ladies' dreams. And I'm Cowboy to make you jump for joy. I'm Creole, solid gold. Forget Creole, playing the role. Dick this with the Furious Five, must grab Master Flash. Giving you a blast and show enough class. So to prove to you all, we're second to nothing. We're gonna make five MCs sound like one. You gotta dip, 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 so, so socialize.
Both ladies in the disco tech. 
Okay, well, uh, you know, in that 12 minutes, I had some time to, uh, you know, freebase some some uh, some ADHD meds I stole from a kid down the street. and uh, Not your brother, though. No, 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 no. Um, just a kid down the street. Just a kid down the street. Uh, speaking of freebasing, another good, uh, another good Netflix show is um, it, it's, it was, it was like a mini series with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. And I forget what it's called, but it's, a, it, they participate oh, oh, in like, oh. a, like a medical trial, but it's in like a weird, like, it's not utopian, but it's not dystopian. Like it's just like a kind of alternate universe. Manic, maniac, 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 yeah. Maniac is really good. It's it's in kind of like it seems like the universe is like maybe like Japan won World War Two or something. But I, <laughs> I don't know. They're just a like, little uh, they're little man in the high castle. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Well, it's directed by it's 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 done by I think like a Japanese studio. Okay. Um, and it's a, it has like a really cool aesthetic, and it just it's, it has a really. It, well, there's did a, you ever? Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, did you ever watch like uh, *Howl's Moving Castle* when you were a kid, or? Uh, uh, or uh, no, I don't think I watched. I don't, know, I don't think I know what that is. Really. Um, it's this one uh, studio that I can't remember the name of. Just give me uh, a second to look up. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Studio Gilbilly. I think that's how you say. It. I can't remember exactly, but uh, yeah, they all these uh, Japanese animes. They did like Spirited Away, How's Moving Castle. I know. I know um, of Spirited. I have. I don't think I've seen it, but I know of Spirited Away. Yeah, they. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of, or uh, they have a lot of spectacular movies. So, highly, highly recommend if you, uh, if you're looking for a good movie to watch with a good kids movie. My neighbor Totoro, also a great movie. Uh, Ponyo, yeah, a lot of a lot of good ones. I uh, yeah, you know, I never really was able to get into anime until very recently, actually, in quarantine. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it was kind of after I watched like uh, the Legend of Korra. It was kind of like a kind of like a gateway drug to anime. Um, then I watched. Uh, hmm. Forget I forget which ones I've seen, but I, I watched. There's a Castlevania on Netflix, um, which is like great. It's about like xenocide. Um, Dracula just like gets mad at humans and is like, okay, no more, no more humans. Yeah. Um. There's there's one that's like, it's called Seis Manos, and it's about like, it's like kind of like kung fu, and also like witchcraft, but hmm. like set in like Mexico in the seventies, and there's just like a random like black american cop that has like nom flashbacks they just do like a little bit of everything yeah that's uh, that's what's great about uh, about some animes they do they do a little bit of everything good mix yeah yeah it's uh i feel like there's like a like a, I think a third one i watched 
before um before uh, uh what's it called castlevania i literally just said it i think yeah. there's one i watched before castlevania i've also seen uh, a while ago i watched um because because like i'm, I'm kind of like a like a car guy uh, I, I don't i don't know about like repairing cars but i like cars um uh initial d which is like a hmm. it's an anime about like drift racing and the hills of <laughs> it's really it's really really campy that's cool yeah <laughs> it's good. have uh, have you ever have you ever participated in a in a car race michael uh yeah yeah i have yeah um yeah it's fun yeah i mean i i did it in like a i do it i i have a four cylinder ford escape so it's kind of <laughs> You, you, you a little golf, a little golf cart, yeah. You, you you start to get a, you get up to a certain speed and things start rattling. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if if Ralph Nader was correct in saying uh, unsafe at any <laughs> any speed, but it was certainly unsafe at that speed. Um, unsafe at any speed. I uh, I am uh, I'm like Twitter friends with a woman in my area who was. Uh, editor for I think consumer one of the one of the consumer magazines and she was auto editor and mm-hmm. she got like bullied out of the industry because she's friends with Ralph Nader like good friends and she was like pro like safety and electrification and like the, like the establishment in, in the industry like bullied her out <laughs> Can't have people being a pro consumer protection. No, she she's cool. She uh she she uh like volunteered at the uh the, the campaign here. She she helped pull out that W for my man uh Joe B. And Joe B. Joe B. Um flipped uh, it, it must feel I don't know if I've asked you about this yet, but uh, it must feel pretty good knowing all the work you did in Pennsylvania to then have it to then have it flipped. Like you you, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, give you some compliments here. You, literally, you worked to win this election for Joe Biden because your work flipped Pennsylvania. So uh, you must feel pretty good, or you should feel pretty good that uh, I, uh, that the work you did had a positive impact directly. The work you did directly uh, helped this country. So congratulations, like, like, man. Thank you. The chance to feel good about it because. I like the election night was really drawn out and then it was like six days later where they called it, you know? Yeah. And then like, I couldn't like celebrate really or anything. Like I just, I think I just got drunk. Um, and then, uh, and then that was it. Cause like, I don't like Joe Biden and I don't like the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't like exactly. the transition <laughs> teams. So now I'm just like angry again. Yeah. Um, no, it, it really was. There was the day, I mean, the day I, where, very one, and we're all happy, and uh, yeah, like nothing really good happened. Now we're back. Now, now we're back to not liking the government anymore. Yeah. Also, like we did terribly like, everywhere else. Because I didn't, I didn't just or, like I didn't just organize here in Pennsylvania. Like, like that's where I did most of my stuff. But I mean, I was, yeah, I, you know, I was also calling out in Georgia. New York, Montana, 
um, Texas, New Jersey. Yeah, I hate to see that uh, uh, Jay Inslee lost in Montana. I thought he was going to pull one out. Uh, yeah, yeah, we lost the um, was he Senate the, seat. I didn't think we were going to win the Senate seat, but we should have won the, the gubernatorial, and I think we did. Yeah. Which, honestly, like if you know anything about the, kind of the state politics in Montana, that was not a gubernatorial we should have lost. Because it was a Democratic senator who like, would, have, would have probably won re-election, but he just like left that seat to run for governor. So yeah, kind of like had like mini incumbent advantage. And Montanans are very like weird and like nativist and they don't like non-Montanans. And the guys, the guy the Republicans ran was like a carpetbagger from New Jersey. And like I don't, there was literally no reason <laughs> he should have won other than that we just we honestly just like maybe we, we should uh, we, we make up some voter America. fraud charges. Yeah, we should probably do that. I voted thirty nine times in seven states. Yeah, um, and I'm kind of mad that it didn't really pay off. It didn't. It didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Michelle Steele in the uh, in the what is it the California. 48th, I think. Do you even have 48 Congress people? I don't know. Yeah, we have 48. That sounds right. Yeah, so I think I think she's in the California 48th. Might even, I don't think it's Bay Area. I think it's like San Diego. I don't really know. Yeah, 48. A lot of uh, there's there's a lot of uh like Asian immigrants, and she just ran like a better campaign, and that was a safe seat that we lost that we shouldn't have lost. Because. Cause she, I mean, it doesn't really matter that she's Asian, but she she ran her campaign in like six languages. Like she threw, she put out ads in like Mandarin, or Cantonese, Vietnamese. Hmm. Like, you just we shouldn't have, Spanish. I mean, we had, yeah, it was not a seat. We Still lost. lost, but it's okay because now we have a squad house. So we're we're literally gonna have like a four or five seat advantage probably. Yeah, so just the the squad is gonna decide policy coming from the House of Representatives for the next two years. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Can, I, I can live with that. It's just like how uh, if uh, if this recount in Georgia, if we can get two senators, then Kamala gets to oh, decide there's what already, passes um, the Senate. There's already uh, polling coming out of it that's like showing like the Democrats like tied or like one point ahead and i'm like do we not learn our lesson <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm starting to see polling on twitter and i'm like oh my god i have like i'll, I'll admit like i was like nate silver told me they changed their model their model was worse this year i have divorced nate silver i yeah what's up nate I silver give, like... i do not give a single crap about polling i have unfollowed like the numbers peeps list on Twitter. Because um, all they post is polling. They don't post other numbers. They just do Damn. It's, like, it's not like economic statistics or like. And, um, um. Uh, man, you know, it's just uh, people are dumb, honestly. I think that's the fundamental problem of the world is we should no. just kill the dumb people. People, people aren't dumb. People, people are gullible, and there's enough 
that smart means dumb. evil people out there. I mean, no, dumb. there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. You're gullible. You're people dumb. who are people who are gullible are not necessarily dumb, but they become a problem when uh, smart people and power abuse their gullibleness um, to uh, to promote their own evil goals, and that's the problem. It's not that people. It's not that people are dumb. They're just easily. They're easily convinced when they really shouldn't be. They're dumb. Maybe they're dumb, 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 dumb. You've seen that episode of South Park, the yeah, uh, the one, the Book of Mormon. Oh, you've seen all of them, of course. Yeah. We ran the gauntlet for like a month. <laughs> it was just it's a, same one twenty. It was just always was on. Yeah, we were roommates in uh in, last year in Thurston, our freshman year, and uh, for like. October through no, like mid November, like South Park was just always on in our room and on like, in the background. We all yeah. we all absorbed like all like twenty five years of South Park in a month. Yeah. <laughs> it would just it would just be on all day and all night and like you just like go and sit in front of the TV and, and watch people, like other you people know. would come like it was like Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, our door was always open like <laughs> if there was someone in the room and uh, yeah people would come and just like watch South Park. Watch South Park, because because I don't think that t- I was the only person that ever turned that TV. That's all, folks.